The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Some words you might need to know or expressions. So we have gave much thought to, that means wondered about. Mars is a planet called Mars. It's the red planet. Went about their work and their play. That means they did what they normally did. And need had brightened their minds and made them sharp. That means conditions on their planet had forced them to leave. Hardened their hearts means made them mean. If you have a hard heart, it means you're kind of mean. Planned their move is decided what to do next. and means very little is not important. <clears throat> the bison is gone. So is the dodo. That means many rare animals are now gone. And swept away means killed. Any other? So for chapter one, we still have well-known astronomer. That's a famous scientist who studies the stars. <clears throat> Blackness means dark night sky. Had no idea means did not think. Signal us means talk to us or communicate with us. A shower of is a large number of. So if there's a shower of uh, bubbles, that means there are just so many bubbles. <clears throat> that was not the end of means we kept seeing. He kept seeing something. Picked up means wrote about. The force of its landing means because it fell so fast, the meteorite. And then the thing itself is whatever it was that fell. Stuck out was showing. <clears throat> and then the top of the can was turning means someone from inside was opening the top of the thing, the thing that fell. Good heavens! means, oh no, half roasted to death means on fire or burned because the thing was on fire when it landed. A madman is someone who's crazy. Word of the amazing thing spread through the town of working, of Woking. So that means people from the town of Woking heard about the spaceship. Marched right out means went away. So this is vocabulary from the first chapter. And before you go to chapter two, after you finish chapter one, I want you to think about Ogilvy discovered the ball of fire was a spaceship with men inside. He wanted to help. What does this show about Ogilvy? That's a hard name for me to say, Ogilvy. And then can you summarize, the narrator had never seen anything like the spaceship, so he called it the thing. What did the thing look like? So these are things I want you to think about when you read chapter one. And then uh, we'll stop there, okay? So the next part will be me reading chapter one. War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Chapter one, no one thinks there is life on other planets, but one day a ball of fire comes from Mars. 
It's a spaceship. People want to see what is inside of it. No one even dreamed that the planet Earth was being watched. No one even gave much thought to life on other planets. A few scientists, at most, imagined that there might be some sort of life on Mars. Some sort of plants or maybe animals. But no one thought of danger. People went about their work and their play. They were sure that humans were more intelligent than any other living thing. But those who watched us were more intelligent than we are. More intelligent than we could even imagine. And need had brightened their minds and made them sharp. Need had hardened their hearts. Mars is much older than Earth and much smaller. It is also much farther from the sun. Mars has become very cold in its old age. Its seas have shrunk and its ice caps have grown. Soon life there will become impossible. The Martians, that's people who come from Mars, the Martians must have watched Earth through telescopes. They saw green hills and blue waters, and they felt hope. Warm Earth was a place they could live. They carefully planned their move. The Martians think of people on Earth as we think of monkeys or even ants. Human life means very little to them. Killing us so that they could live would not matter. But don't judge them too quickly. We humans have killed off many animals with no thought. The bison is gone. So is the dodo. When Europeans moved to new lands, they swept away the people living there. So who are we to judge the Martians? Our problem with the Martians started six years ago on August 12, 1902. An astronomer, a scientist who studies stars, was watching Mars. At midnight, he saw a huge ball of fire shooting toward Earth very fast. It disappeared in 15 minutes. There was almost nothing in the newspapers about it the next day. Just a few lines on a back page. Only a few scientists knew about the strange ball of fire. My friend, Ogilvy, was a well-known astronomer. He was excited. The next night, he asked me to watch Mars with him. I looked through Ogilvy's telescope. Mars looked so small in the blackness. After all, it is 40 million miles away. 40 million miles of empty space. That night, we saw another ball of fire leave Mars. A reddish flash appeared just as the clock struck midnight. He watched the fireball, he watched the fireball travel toward Earth. We had no idea then that these two balls of fire were spaceships. I thought that Mars was trying to signal us. Ogilvy laughed. There's one chance in a million that there's anything with a brain on Mars. He thought that we were seeing meteorites. That's the name astronomers give to falling stars. He thought that a shower of meteorites was hitting Mars. Or maybe a volcano was exploding. But that was not the end of the strange balls of fire. Each night at midnight, another flash was seen. 
night after night for 10 nights. The newspapers picked up the news at last, but still no one was worried. Life went on as always. Then came the night of the first falling star. That's what we thought it was. Hundreds must have seen it. A line of fire high in the sky rushing to the east. People thought it was just another meteorite, but it wasn't. That night, no one looked for the meteorite. But Ogilvy went to look for it very early the next morning. He was sure it had fallen near Woking, our town. And find it he did in a field outside of Woking. The, first, the force of its landing had made a very large hole in the ground. Some nearby grass was on fire. The thing itself was almost buried in sand. Only the top stuck out. It looked like a huge tin can. It, it was about 90 feet across. Ogilvy was surprised at its size and shape. Most fallen stars are round, but this was a cylinder, a giant can that seemed designed by someone. Ogilvy wanted to go right up to it, but the thing was still too hot from, from its flight. He could not get near it. A strange hissing noise came from inside, but the strangest of all to my friend was what he saw next. The top of the can was turning. This was no meteorite. It took Ogilvy a few minutes to understand. Something was inside the thing, and that something was turning the top to open it. Good heavens, said Ogilvy. There are men in there. They must be half roasted to death. They're trying to get out. Then he thought of the flashing balls of fire on Mars. He guessed that the thing came from Mars. The cylinder must be a spaceship. Ogilvy wanted to help the men inside get out, but it was still too hot to get near. He ran wildly toward the town. He begged for help. People thought he was a madman. No one stopped when he called to them. Then he saw someone he knew, Henderson, the reporter. Ogilvy told Henderson that he, what he had seen. The two men ran back out to the thing. It was cooler now. Air was either coming in or going out from the rim. It made a thin sizzling sound. They tapped the side of the thing with a stick. No one answered. I think they must be dead, Henderson said. Ogilvy agreed, so the two men went back to town. Henderson sent the strange story to his newspaper in London. Meanwhile, word of the amazing thing spread through the town of Woking. Some people marched right out to the thing. They wanted to see the dead men from Mars. So did I. Chapter two, we are going to go over some vocabulary. So there must have been means there were. I could hardly wait. That means I was excited. I pushed my way through. That means I walked through. Digging the thing out means trying to get the thing out of the sand. Watched for something like a human to come out. So that means they thought the creature would look like a human. 
a sudden chill came over me. Suddenly, I felt very afraid. They mean the same thing. Take their eyes off what they were seeing means they could not stop looking at the creature. Horror took the place of surprise on their faces. So that means the people had looked surprised, but now they looked scared. Ran off means ran away. Shaped like a V. So that means its mouth was shaped like the letter V. In a mad panic means because I was afraid. I stood panting means I was breathing hard, like <sighs> that's panting. A leash of thin black whips flashed means we saw part of the monster. A whip goes whoosh. So that means the monster must have had these kind of long arms that moved that move. Frozen with fear and fascination. That means we could not move because we were afraid and we wanted to see what was going to happen next. Meant them no harm means we were not going to hurt them. We didn't mean to, we, we mean no harm to them means we're not going to hurt them at all. All at once is a way to say suddenly, rose out of means came out of, and took place is another way to say happened. By a stroke of luck, that means I was lucky because. Fear hit me, that means I became afraid. And like a child means hard. If you're crying like a child, it means you're crying really hard. Martians come out of the spaceship. They are monsters. People try to communicate with them, but the Martians attack them. Chapter 2. By evening, there must have been a few hundred people around the pit. Some had come from far away to see the thing from Mars. There were piles of bicycles in a fancy carriage. The crowd was excited. I passed a boy running. It's moving, he said to me. The top keeps turning. I don't like it. I'm going home. The boy surprised me. I could hardly wait to see what was in the thing. I pushed my way through the crowd. I saw a man climb out of the pit. The crowd had pushed him in. Ogilvy called to me. He and Henderson were in the pit. They were digging the thing out. Help keep the crowd back, Ogilvy said. We don't know what's inside the cylinder. But I had no time to do anything. Just then, the top of the huge thing came off. It fell into the sand. I think everyone watched for something like a human to come out. I know I did. Instead, I saw two bright disks. That's kind of like um, thin circles or round circles, but like a plate. Like eyes. Then out of the shadows came what looked like a little gray snake. Then another and another. These were tentacles. Tentacles are what octopus have. That's their arms, tentacles. But I could not see the creature they were attached to. A sudden chill came over me. Someone screamed. People could not take their eyes off what, was, what they were seeing. More and more long tentacles appeared. The people all moved back. 
horror took the place of surprise on their faces. Soon, everyone ran off. I was alone, too scared to move. A big, gray, round thing rose out of the cylinder. Slowly, painfully, it looked like a great big head. No body, just a head. Two big, dark eyes looked at me. Under them was a mouth without lips, shaped like a V. It shook and panted and dropped spit. The Martian monster had no chin. What it did have were tentacles, lots of them. Its skin was very oily. Its breathing was very loud. The air on Earth and the pull of gravity were different than on Mars. Breathing and moving were difficult for the Martian. I felt sick with disgust and fear as I watched. Suddenly, the Martian fell over with a loud thud. Ula! howled the monster. It disappeared into the hole. Then another Martian came out of the cylinder. At that, I ran in a mad panic. I stopped at the first group of trees I saw. I stood panting. <sighs> Other people were standing around like me. We all stared in horror at the pit, scared but unable to stop looking. For a second, a leash of thin black whips flashed over the pit, like the arms of an octopus. Then a thin rod rose up. On its top was a flat metal disc. It spun around. What could be going on there? The sun was going down, but other people still stood there as I did, frozen with fear and fascination. We could not stop looking. What ugly beasts, said a neighbor of mine. What ugly beasts, he said again and again. Hardly anything was moving in the pit. The people began to feel braver. Slowly, they moved closer to the hole. A few walked boldly into it. Ogilvy and Henderson went right up to the pit. They waved a white flag. A white flag means peace to us. The men were trying to tell the Martians that we meant them no harm. All at once, there was a flash of light. Three green smoky puffs came out of the pit. They were very bright, almost like flames. At the same time, I could hear a hissing sound. Soon the hissing became a loud hum. Slowly a large shape rose out of the pit. A beam of hot light came out of it. The beam hit Ogilvy and Henderson and the white flag. It set them on fire. The crowd turned and ran in terror. I stood staring. The beam moved. Everyone and everything in its path flashed into white flame and fell. The trees and nearby houses burst into flames. Soon there was fire all around. The Martian's light beam, the Martian's light beam melted glass and metal. Everything. All this took place so quickly that I was stunned. I could not move to run away. By a stroke of luck, I had escaped the beam. I saw the heat ray machine sink back into the pit. I was still alive, alone and without protection in the dark. But suddenly, fear hit me. 
I turned and ran in a panic. I did not dare to look back. I was crying like a child. So now that we have read chapters one and two, we've gone over the vocabulary. I posted some questions for you to think about for chapter one. And for chapter two, I want you to think about before you move on to chapter three, think about the cause and effect. So how did people react to the Martians? Were they excited? Were they scared? Were they mean? Did they not pay any attention to them? How did they react? And then I want you to go back and listen to the last part of uh, pages 14 and 15, which is kind of, uh, so you need your book for that because it's not in the recording. So go back to pages 14 and 15, and I want you to uh, see if you can figure out why did the narrator, that's the person telling the story, why did the narrator start to think the Martians were dangerous? What happened that made the narrator start to think the Martians were dangerous? All right, have fun, have fun everybody.